Hello everyone, welcome to Oh Wow the Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host Augustine, and this week we're getting into Season 2, Episode 8, Jal, where we catch up with Jal and her pregnancy that she's been hiding from Chris during all of the drama that's been going down. While watching this episode, I was thinking that there are a lot of parallels between the pregnancy that Jal and Chris are experiencing and in Degrassi The Next Generation when Liberty and JT are pregnant. There are so many similarities in those plot lines, so I thought I would invite a big Degrassi head friend of mine, Violet Tendency, who is a drag performer in New York, and I thought we would just have a lot of fun talking about Degrassi and skins and the ins and outs of pregnancy depicted in these shows. So everyone, please welcome Violet Tendency to this week's pod. We are still in the woods, so you may hear some birds and whatnot, but we're having a lovely time here. So welcome, Violet. Thank you for being on this week's show. When did you start watching Skins? Well, I start, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, Well, I started watching Skins when you and I lived together. When we first moved in together, you told me to sit down and watch this show. And as you mentioned, I was a Degrassi person and had not considered watching Skins. And then we watched the entire thing that, like, summer or whatever. Do you have any favorite characters or episodes that really spark joy in you when you think about Skins? Well, joy is not necessarily the word that I would use, but <laughs> relating to it, I feel like it, as when we watched it the first time, I was very hooked on the Sid storyline, and it kind of somehow, unfortunately, shaped me a lot as like a young trans mask person, uh, even though as an adult I realized he's kind of a schmuck. <laughs> yeah, I think there's the eternal question of do I want to be Sid, or do I want to be with Sid, that we all have to question in ourselves. Right. I think every uh, mentally ill person who identified as a woman at some point felt Cassie in them, whether they like to admit it or not, so that, like, Sid love is is real. True. So last week we did have a lot of focus on Sid and Cassie as the episode ended with them getting back together, and we'll see how that plays out in this week's episode. But we open this week with Jal standing outside thinking about telling Chris that she's pregnant. He still doesn't know, and she's a couple months along at this point, and you can start seeing that she has a little bit of a baby bump in this episode. He is just blissfully ignorant, dancing in the kitchen inside, and he has no idea that anything's going on with her. She's preparing what she's going to say to him, and there's kind of a funny moment where a bunch of old people and this priest are standing next to her, looking at her, and we start seeing the theme that will be through this episode, which is that the adults around her are going to be judging her decisions and judging her for being pregnant, and there's going to be a lot of judgment and shame that she has to carry as she has this internal struggle about what to do about the pregnancy. We then cut to a scene 
that cracked me up of Sid in class just going, <laughs> Sigmund Freud. <laughs> and I was just laughing so hard. Maybe I'm just tired and have my brain fried from the sun at this point of vacation. But I was cracking up at that. And we see that he and Michelle and Anwar and Kenneth and Jal are all preparing for their A-levels exams, which we see are happening in five days. And I thought it was interesting because we went back and watched the Total Eclipse of the Heart episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, and we saw that there was a similar plot point where Liberty is having to figure out what to do about her baby during the time of school exams, which really just shows how young and confused she is as a teenager in high school figuring out what to do with these really complex problems. So what is happening with Liberty during the exams? So during uh, the exams, we see Liberty, it opens up with her um, just trying to like live basic normal life after having a baby and putting it up for adoption and uh, is faced with, well, now this... uh, the adoptive family is moving to Seattle. So she's faced with, well, I thought I was going to get to have some say in my baby's life, but I guess not. Um, All while dealing with like exams and the normal like high school stress. Here's like one other thing that someone who's had to like maintain a perfect grade, perfect image, just like Jal. And at this point, Jal hasn't even told Chris that she's pregnant. How long did it take for Liberty to tell JT she was pregnant, or did she tell him right away? Oh, she waited until she was, like, three or four months pregnant or something. Like, they really rushed through Liberty's pregnancy. I feel like she was pregnant for, like, three episodes. Mm -hmm. But she was already, like, you know, because they made a big deal of she can't get an abortion because it's already, like, too late. So she waited to tell him also, just like Jal has. And we actually cut to Jal at the nurse. There's a nurse named Mary Kelly who is telling Jal that she needs to be honest and make a decision and that it's getting to the point where she won't be able to make a choice anymore, which is kind of what you're saying about Liberty. Mm -hmm. And we also see that the nurse is wearing a WWJD, what would Jesus do bracelet. So obviously there's some bias there. And the nurse is handing her these pamphlets that are probably pushing for keeping the baby. I know one of them said, it's your abortion with like these fire and brimstone uh, images on it. So definitely shows that a lot of the time when young women come in to medical professionals looking for help and answers, they're also just getting biased opinions already, which just adds to the stress and the shame and the guilt that they're feeling and doesn't make it any easier to tell everyone else in their lives what's going on. We see that Jal is just seeing babies everywhere. It's almost like Juno even, where she looks around in the clinic waiting room and is seeing all the fingernails. Remember in Juno? Oh, yeah. They're like, the babies have fingernails. God, right. (laughs) Which I just rewatched Juno recently, so it's on the mind. And Chris sets up a romantic dinner because he's got his own stuff going on. And this is another parallel between Degrassi and Skins is that in Degrassi, JT has his own personal issues going on that he and Liberty struggle to communicate with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like 
for JT's situation, because he's, you know, in on the pregnancy, he knows he's trying to do what he can as like a future teen dad to be as supportive as possible. Uh, meanwhile, Liberty is like, no, I got this myself. Like, I don't want help. I do everything perfect. So I don't need you. Um, so he ends up taking a job at a pharmacy, which eventually leads to stealing from the pharmacy and like selling prescription drugs, which like, it's so dramatic. And he doesn't tell Liberty about that, obviously. Yeah, he doesn't tell Liberty about it until, like, you know, he's in too deep and, like, is about to, like, get jumped for not having drug money and they're about to move into their first dream apartment. And then she realizes what he's been doing for the money. And that's really when she decides, like, I cannot keep this baby and makes the decision to put the baby up for adoption. That's really interesting, and it's also interesting that Chris has this history with taking a lot of pills, and we see he's got his own struggles going on, so he is trying to get Jal to move in with him, which is kind of similar to JT being like, hey, let's get this apartment together, I'm gonna try to step up and do the right thing and be a good dad to our future baby, and these guys are both really sweet, and they're sort of a similar character type, where they're, like, the goofball, lovable guy that wants to do the right thing. So Chris sets up this romantic dinner for Jal, and he asks her to move in with him, and she's clearly really stressed out. I mean, I don't know how he's not picking up on anything except that he's distracted by his own shit. Um, Jal goes home to her dad's house, and while she's at her dad's, we see... Chris taking some pills out of a medicine bottle. It's a very quick scene that, honestly, I hadn't really noticed before, but it's very important to pay attention to, and I do think it's just so interesting that JT's also got this, like, pill secret storyline going on uh, during the Degrassi plot. So while Jal's at her dad's, she's feeling very overwhelmed by her brothers being there, and she's just surrounded by a lot of men, and it seems like the walls are kind of closing in on her as they're all just joking around. So she finally snaps and announces, I'm pregnant, to her family, and her dad does not have a great reaction to it. He basically literally says to her, okay, are you going to fuck up your life or not? Because he says, I paid for you to go to school, you play clarinet, you're on track to have this successful career, so if you choose to have this baby and move in with your loser boyfriend, he calls Chris a waster, then you're throwing away your future and there's a lot of pressure immediately on Jal. It's basically the last reaction you would want from your family when you have to announce something this big as a teenage girl. And I was wondering if Liberty, they show her telling her family that she's pregnant or how that comes about in Degrassi. <laughs> so the way they do the Liberty pregnancy storyline, I think, is pretty flawed in that they do the whole thing in like four episodes. So we don't really see much of what happens outside of those four episodes, we actually don't see Liberty interacting with her parents at all until the scene where she hands the baby off to the adoptive parents. Like, other than that, 
you don't see the parents at all. You don't see her talking. You see her announce to JT that she's pregnant. Then a couple episodes later, she's got a belly and like the principal is like, you got to make some decisions because you're like six months pregnant. And then like two episodes later, it we come back to the storyline and it's like, everybody knows and now Liberty's having a baby. In this episode, we also see that Cassie is really the only one who's noticed what's going on with Jal before Jal's told anybody. Cassie's very clearly realized that Jal is pregnant, and part of me was wondering if that's Cassie's eating disorder brain, that she has noticed Jal's body changing and has noticed the baby bump that seemingly no one else has picked up on. But Cassie calls Jal out. Um, Jal is at their apartment just trying to revise, and Cassie's basically saying, hey, other people have secrets too. Pretty obviously talking about Chris and saying, you guys should be honest with each other. Secrets hurt. Me and Sid are happy now. And like, so Cassie is the only one who is really speaking directly to Jal, but she's also being very cryptic in the way that she's talking because she says, I'm not going to tell anybody secrets, but you and Chris really need to talk to each other. And did Emma or anyone in Degrassi sort of have a similar breakthrough with Liberty, or did everyone just kind of leave her on her own? Literally, her whole friend group just ignores her the entire time. <laughs> There's not a single time you see anyone else interacting with Liberty through her pregnancy other than JT. And I know you had said it was different because there was this plot where Manny also got pregnant at some point mm-hmm. in Degrassi and you felt like she got way more support from, we see how her family reacted and how the friends were involved. Right. Um, yeah, in the Manny pregnancy storyline, they're a little younger. Also, <laughs> these episodes were only aired in Canada. So it's kind of like, well, no one really remembers that. But, um, yeah, they show Manny telling Emma, Emma being supportive, Emma being against abortion, Manny talking to Emma's mom, eventually talking to her own mom, talking to the father, and then you see her, you know, right down to going to the abortion clinic and, like, getting getting it done. Mm. Whereas, <laughs> literally, with the Liberty storyline, it's like suddenly she has no friends, as if these four characters haven't been, like, tight for six years up until this moment. It's really, it's bizarre. So it's kind of like, I like that they at least show Jal trying to tell people and, like, trying to, like, reach out. Whereas, like, you, yeah, you don't see her interacting with anyone else other than, like, Toby for one episode. And I feel like realistically, Emma would have been the one to sort of do what Cassie's doing to Jal and be like, hey, I know what's going on with you because Emma also is the blonde with an eating disorder who is hyper aware (laughs) of everyone else's shit all the time. And might be a little too judgmental, but you can't really tell. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, they really did kind of sleep on that. I think you're right. Emma would have been the person to be like, yo, I see what's going on. So what are you going to do? But nope. So now we have reached the point where the A-levels are in two days and we have a little moment of distraction from Jal's pregnancy because Sketch is also in their class and 
Maxie brings in James as his boyfriend. So for all of the Maxie fans out there, he's looking very handsome. We're happy to see him have a new little boo to hang out with. And so we see that Sid and Cassie are coupled up. Maxie and James are coupled up. Michelle is not paying any attention to what's going on with Jal. Even though Michelle and Jal have a very close friendship, Michelle is so distracted by Tony. So Jal's kind of trying to tell Michelle what's going on, but Michelle is just, like, totally in her own world, and then Tony kind of distracts her and takes her away outside. So Cassie brings Jal to the arcade, and it's sort of this surreal scene where Cassie's saying, oh, we can just play pretend and nothing matters here and we can just be whoever we want to be and we don't have to be honest with ourselves, basically. And they're just playing in this arcade and Jal wins this gold coin that's supposed to be good luck, so that'll come into the end of the episode. Other than that, this scene is really up to interpretation. I'd love to hear your guys' opinions of it because it feels a little bit like the Tony episode that's very dreamy and surreal. Um, it kind of has the same vibe as that to me. Like I had already mentioned, when Jal tells her family her dad is not really supportive, but her brothers are. And I think we saw that in the episode with Liberty where she's had the baby. Her brother was also really supportive. Mm. So it's kind of, it's interesting because again, I think, you know, the little brother always has that like little shit attitude. And then it's like the one moment of like, he's not a little shit. He's coming through. So, uh, the scene that that kind of focused on, uh, Liberty, her brother, Danny and his friend Derek are like doing like a study group or whatever. And Derek is, like, poking the bear, asking about Liberty's adoption, because he was adopted. Very invasive. Um, And, uh, you know, Liberty gets pissed and gets drunk. She just starts chugging from a bottle of whiskey that she finds. And eventually, like, accidentally, like, smashes a mirror. Like, because someone's trying to pull the whiskey bottle out of her hand. And... Danny sweeps in and is like, I'ma just take the blame for this one. And that's kind of all they show. Again, showing us nothing. <laughs> Giving us absolutely nothing and having them come up with the whole resolve off screen. Yeah, but we do see that her brother is really supportive mm. and that's one of the few parts of Liberty's family that we actually do get to see then. Yeah. Sounds like. So, yeah, Jal's basically told Michelle, even though Michelle hasn't exactly put the pieces together yet, but Cassie knows, Michelle basically knows, Jal's family knows now, for better or for worse, and the last person that she has to really tell is Chris. It's like everybody's finding out the walls are closing in on Jal, and she's got to tell Chris at some point. She keeps putting it off and putting it off, and Chris is like, I have to talk to you, and she just pushes him away because she is so in her own world and thinking, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. And so she's like, I got to go to my clarinet audition. She's got this big audition. That'll be a big um, stepping stone for her career as a musician. Chris is really desperately trying to talk to her, but she brushes him off and goes to her audition. So while Jal is performing for this sort of uptight asshole panel of judges for her audition, 
uh, Michelle goes to Chris's apartment to try to talk to Jal because she's finally figured out that she's pregnant and she's like, oh my god, I gotta talk to you. But obviously Jal is not there and instead Cassie opens the door and she... I'm giving Cassie the Bristol's best for this episode. There weren't any super great outfits in this episode, (laughs) but I'm giving her the Bristol's best because Cassie has this pink sparkly cardigan and this baby pink tee with like a graphic design on it. And she's got pastel blue eyeshadow with white tights and gold Mary Janes. And she just looks like a little fairy. We've kind of been talking about how she's such a like mystical fairy in this episode. Mm. And... We find out that Cassie's been taking care of Chris, and there's still some mystery into what's going on with Chris that Cassie's needed to take care of him. There's a lot going on that Jal also doesn't know about, clearly. Jal gets home from her audition, and much to her surprise, her mother has come home. Jal had been talking to her dad and saying, where is mom? What did you do to make mom go away? Because as we know from season one of Jal's episodes, her mom hasn't been around her whole life. So we haven't really had any closure on that situation until now. So Jal's mom is sitting in the kitchen very casually and the whole scene is just a little weird. Obviously Jal is really caught off guard and her mom is trying to give her advice, but it's not this reunion scene of like I'm so sorry I left you and we kind of see that Jal's mom is just a very flawed person who basically chose to just leave the family because it seemed like the easiest choice at the time and maybe part of that is to say that the easiest choice isn't always the right choice and I think that's a big issue that Jal's facing is there's a very clear path if she just has an abortion or gives up the baby for adoption and continues with this path that she's been on to be a musician. But I believe that Jal would be able to handle everything. I think she's such a powerful, strong, and talented um, person that she would be able to handle having a baby and living with Chris and being a musician. Who's to say that you have to pick one or the other And Jal's mom very clearly chose to just follow her own path and literally just abandon her kids one day. And Jal's like, uh, yeah, you can't just come in here and be like, that's what I chose to do. And her mom doesn't even really apologize. She just kind of seems defeated by it. And it's a very complicated scenario. It's definitely not the feel-good TV moment that... Degrassi is a little more lenient with giving us those nice moments. Like, uh, when Manny was pregnant, how did that go with telling her family? So, um, when Annie finally tells her own family, instead of just confiding in Emma's mom for everything, you know, she has this, by the time she talks to her own mother, she has decided, I can't have the baby, like, I'm gonna have an abortion. So she flat out tells her mom, I'm pregnant. having an abortion they have like a tearful cry and then like the next scene her mom is signing consent papers in the abortion clinic and manny's going to do the thing yeah yeah jal's relationship with her mom is very complicated and there's no sort of union of the two so she tells her mom to leave and 
ends up just continuing on with school. And I think it's so interesting that Liberty and Zhao both really use academia to distract themselves from their problems and their sort of similar personalities and that they are very type A and like very rigorous people. Finally, after taking the Spanish exam and telling the person conducting the exam, like, listen, I'm pregnant and I don't really give a shit about this <laughs> exam right now, um, she goes home to Cassie sitting in the dark on the table in their apartment and suddenly we are thrown into this frantic situation where... Chris needs to go to the hospital. Jal has no idea what's going on because she and Chris have not communicated about what's going on. And Cassie is rushing with Jal, with Chris, to the hospital. Somewhat similar to what happens with Liberty and JT, where there's this, like, sudden tragic panic that happens, although Chris is okay after this, we find out, but things get so tense and it's just so interesting to me that the plots are so similar. Right, absolutely. Like, yeah, the intense, like, hospital light scene where you don't really know what the heck is going on. And this kind of happens twice for JT because at some point, spoiler alert, JT freaks out uh, when he realizes he's in too deep with the drug dealer and, like, overdoses on this, the pills he's supposed to, like, sell or whatever. So they've got this moment of uh, Liberty telling JT they can't have this baby while he just had an overdose. I forgot about that. It just kind of came back. Mm. Um, so there's that scene. But then there's uh, another spoiler alert afterwards. It's, like, the last episode of the season or close enough, whatever. And JT gets stabbed and killed. Right devastating i forgot there was an overdose at all so that's really interesting because there's so much lost communication that should have happened between these couples and it's such a tragedy it really just broke my heart watching this scene where jal's finding out through cassie what's been going on with chris which is that he has this brain clot health issue and she doesn't even know until they're in the hospital and the nurse is like yeah we got to take him in for surgery and Jal's just sobbing and trying to tell him but it's too late and that is the most heartbreaking thing I think is when it's just too late to say something that's so pressing and obviously she's got this huge burden of oh my god I should have said something sooner because now Chris is fully hooked up with tubes, unconscious on medication, going in, and we're all just, like, totally freaking out. And the last scene that we see of this episode is Jal giving him the gold coin from the arcade for good luck, and it's, like, this desperate bid for him to be okay and to leave him with a token of good luck and oh my god we were just so devastated <laughs> watching oh this god. episode yesterday like we are on this Oof. beautiful vacation and it was so heavy <laughs> and depressing and just diving back into like jt's death and chris's brain claw and his brother had died from the same thing we find out because we had seen some insight into chris's family life and what had happened to his brother was kind of unknown and this is going to carry through the rest of the season that's starting to wrap up. So, 
Oh my gosh, it was such a downer. I'm really happy that we were able to talk about it together and like bring in the parallels because I'm sure a lot of people that watch Skins are also Degrassi fans. Hi, Felicia. I know you are. (laughs) So (laughs) at least one person will be happy about this, but I'm sure there's a lot of crossover, especially realizing how similar the plots are. So thank you so much for being on. Of course. Thank you for having me. So where can people find you on your socials if they want to follow Also, Violet is going to be coming out with a little bit of a drag and Degrassi video podcast of their own. So stay tuned. Follow them on social media to see when that comes out. So where can they follow you? You can follow me on Instagram at VioletTendencyNYC. And that's where you could find everything else. Cool. Thank you so much. And if you're listening, make sure you follow this podcast at Oh Wow the Podcast on Instagram, as well as on the Reddit and the YouTubes. I'm always on there looking to chat with you guys about the episodes and get your feedback because I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for listening. This episode was heavy, but I hope you had a little bit of fun talking about it with us and yeah i'll be back next friday for cassie's episode and we're getting so close to the season two finale and then we'll be in the second generation and i'm emotionally not ready for it so (laughs) thank you guys okay see you next week thanks bye